today on CityCast Madison. Local city government has a huge impact on your day-to-day, like how you get around, what kinds of buildings get built, and policing in your neighborhood. The mayor sets priorities for the city, where we focus our time, attention, and resources. There's a race for Madison mayor, and today we're speaking to challenger Gloria Reyes. Reyes is a former MPD officer, former president of the Madison School Board, and was a deputy mayor under former Madison mayor Paul Soglin. She's centering her personal experience and deep community ties in her bid to be Madison's next leader. It's Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Gloria, hello. Hello, Bianca. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Well, thank you for joining us. It's a big, big election coming up. And so let's get into it. What is the biggest challenge currently facing Madison? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I've been out in community talking to residents for the past several months, and there's a couple real challenges. It's housing and um, public safety, but everything is so intertwined. So it's really hard to really think about just like two or three issues, right? It is, when you talk about housing, it's all about economic development, right? And then, you know, if you don't have the basic needs met for our communities, then you have public safety issues. So it really is hard to answer that question because so many of these issues are intertwined. But uh, I think housing and public safety have been on the forefront. But then also when you look at the root issues, like I said, it is economic development, transportation equity, public schools. And so they're all intertwined. Yes, yes, definitely. So why should voters elect you mayor in April? You know, I, I've been uh, drafted to run for mayor. And up until like two years ago, people had, had started to ask me to consider running. I stepped in this race because I care about uh, the residents of this city. Madison raised me. I grew up in the city. Uh, and so I, you know, a daughter of migrant farm workers who came to Madison during the 70s and fighting for better wages and living conditions for hardworking migrant farm workers across Wisconsin. And they marched here to Madison and fell in love with Madison. And that's where it all started. Madison really provided a lot of opportunities for me and my family, uh, both personally and professionally. And so I care about Madison. I have been blessed to have so many opportunities in this city for growth. And it is now an opportunity for me to give back to a community that raised me and gave so much. Given the experience that I have today, uh, I really do feel we need a strong leader who's going to lead City Madison forward. Um, and uh, with dealing with all these complex issues, and I'm the person to, to, to do that. Uh, Madison prepared me to step up uh, today and lead. The current mayor has implemented a number of significant policy changes during her first term. What would you have done differently, if anything? Yeah, I mean, I think the big difference between me and the and the current mayor is that she's very policy driven. And I think it's important for a, a leader to understand policy. That's her experience um, serving on the city council, working on the mayor's. Um, I think it was a mayor's in a, in a uh, initiative uh, and guiding mayors across the country. But it really is a big difference on implementation and how to lead a city through the day-to-day operations of government and out in the community. And so I think that 
as mayor for the past four years, what I would have done is really understand and have the experience to not only implement policies, but also bring people along and engage the residents to ensure that we are implementing policies that do not have unintended consequences for our community. Many policies have been implemented, but I am really concerned about the direction of where we are heading, particularly around equity. And I feel strongly that we are not focusing on specifically our people of color in this city and our most marginalized populations when we are uh, implementing policy uh, and ensuring that we don't have unintended consequences. For example, not all people of color want to rent their entire life and be in an apartment, right? We have to move people of color from, you know, renting to home ownership so they can start building generational wealth. We have to uplift our communities of color and our most marginalized populations. And I believe we, we don't have a a direct plan to help support our most marginalized populations around housing, around a whole host of other areas. Are you speaking about, like when you're talking about a specific housing policy, like around zoning, or can you share like specifically what you're referencing that is that you have challenges with? Sure. I mean, I think the the most recent one is zoning, where they're talking about changing the definition of how many people, unrelated parties can live in, in a home. And that really doesn't help in providing a lot of housing, right? That doesn't fix our housing crisis, and it doesn't really help affordable housing either, right? And so I understand the policy component, but this is a really great example, right? The policies, it's one of those things that cities across the country are moving towards, but it doesn't really build housing options, particularly for our people of color. We have to really think about what has happened in our past. We open these housing opportunities for developers to come in and build apartments and single family homes start moving out of these neighborhoods. Then we start losing enrollment in our schools and we um, are, we lose our schools, right? And so that's what happened downtown Madison. I mean, I think near the campus area, we lost schools years ago in, the, in that area. We used to have schools downtown Madison. I mean, if you look at those single family homes down there who are now rented by college students, it's a risk that we take. We're also struggling with a housing crisis for our college students as well. But we have to really think critically on how these policies can have unintended consequences. So my plan around housing really brings in, it's a, I'm going to start a mayor's advisory, housing advisory team, which will include developers, realtors, landlords, residents from the neighborhood associations, and really reinvigorate our planning councils so that we have more of an engaged approach to really think about uh, housing in our city with the voices of our residents and the voices of our most marginalized populations. You know, because we've heard from uh, your opponent basically that because the city of Madison is growing and more people want to move here, we need we, we need more housing. And you're saying, well, there are people here and people of color here that might want homes. Yeah, I mean, I think we really want to serve the residents who have lived here for years, who are um, taxpayers. I understand that we have to continue to build housing and we have to build mixed use housing. But 
that's all I hear is that housing that's being built right now is not affordable. It may be affordable for young professionals who are coming to Madison and we're growing, which is great. But we have to have targeted solutions to ensure that our most marginalized populations, our homeless uh, families, um, that we're able to provide tools and uplift them to move them out of homelessness. Uh, we have to target our, our efforts to our mo most marginalized populations, uh, black and brown communities, to really decide what kind of housing they want to live in and provide those opportunities. That's equity. I mean, we just had, I mean, you know, it was years ago, but the race equity report, we don't hear that anymore. And I'm really concerned that we're not talking about it anymore. We, that should be on the forefront in everything that we do. We should be conducting racial equity analysis on every decision that we make. And that's where I come from. Like as a woman of color who grew up here, I understand the struggles and we need policymakers and we need leaders in the city who are going to uh, put that in the forefront of everything that we do around economic development, around housing, public safety, in all those areas. So it's a universalistic approach, but I think what we're doing is that we're setting policies like these zoning ordinances that do nothing. It's just very performative. You mentioned a lot of things that could be put in place. If you were elected mayor, what would you prioritize in terms of not performative, right? Yes. But the yes. actions, what would you prioritize in your first term? I'm going to prioritize uh, working with uh, organizations like Urban League and Own It. Own It is an organization that is a really grassroots uh, program uh, where realtors are coming together. And most of the realtors are black and brown realtors who are helping, supporting uh, families into home ownership. And I want to uh, partner with them and figure out what the work that they're doing and figuring out how the city can help support and provide the tools necessary to move us in that direction. That's going to be one thing. And I'm going to develop public and private partnerships. As I mentioned, bring developers in so they are part of the solution. So they understand the bigger vision of our city. Also using the tools in our toolbox, like tax credits, Section 8 and WIDA tax credits to help support our families in affordable housing who are not ready to move into home ownership, but make our, our rental units more affordable in our city. You know, we've been talking a lot about housing, and you also mentioned a priority of yours is public safety. You launched your campaign by focusing on public safety. Is that an issue that you feel is not being addressed by current city leadership? Yes, definitely. I mean, I want, I want safe and healthy neighborhoods. I believe there are current trends that are occurring right now that we have to pay attention to that could impact the future of our city. For example, car thefts in our city, right? For the last you know, four years, car thefts have gone up, burglaries have gone up. And if you look at who is being arrested and impacted by this are young black African-American kids and they are coming out with felonies. And so when we when we look at the disproportionality in arrest and incarceration of black people in this city and in this country, we have to intervene because these are the very young people who are going to stay in our city. They are going to stay in our city. They're going to raise their families. And we have to intervene now, because if we don't, they're going to continue on the path of criminal behavior. And so my um, priority will be to establish an Office of Violence Prevention. Uh, that will continue the good work that I started 
when I served as deputy mayor. I started the community safety intervention team that really intervened in violence to ensure that we were providing resources to those who are impacted by violence, the victims, you know, neighborhoods that were exposed to this trauma uh, and intervene and provide supportive services. And I really want to um, look at, you know, what we can help our schools with, not necessarily having officers back in schools, but um, using data-driven strategies to provide intervention and prevention opportunities for our young people uh, in our high schools, establish that trust and relationships with law enforcement and, you know, city government officials who are working around violence prevention efforts. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you about because you were Madison School president and during that time you voted to end the contract with the Madison Police Department to station one police officer, like you said, in each of the school districts for big high schools. Would you make that same decision today? So, I mean, I think back in the day when that occurred, that was, that occurred after the uh, social unrest of George Floyd's murder. It was horrific. I mean, we saw the murder of a, a black man on TV by a white police officer. It was and it was during a pandemic. Schools were closed. And so it was a very difficult decision for me to make because I did support officers in schools. I know firsthand the relationships and trust they were able to build and prevent kids from going to jail um, on a day to day basis. And so and they were able to intervene. So I saw value in them. But everything changed. You know, I had protesters come to my house. I went out and engaged with them in my pajamas, by the way, <laughs> uh, and engaged with them and listened. That's what leaders do, right? They, they listen and people were pissed off and I understand why. And so it was at that time, you know, what leaders do is they really reflect, move aside their personal professional beliefs on a certain issue and do what's best for the city at that moment in time. And that's what I did. And I think at this point in time as mayor, I will continue to ensure that law enforcement have some sort of relationship uh, with our schools. I don't think we'll ever go back to having officers in schools, but I, th I do want that relationships and trust that they had when they were in schools. When an officer responds to a school for an incident, I want to have, have them have some relationship with our students. And me as mayor, I won't have direct jurisdiction over the school district, but I do have some authority over the Madison Police Department and our community to find some solutions to ensure that we are not causing harm and they're not, we're not you know, moving our kids into the criminal justice system, but instead making sure that they're safe and intervening when when we have to. But um, yeah. And I yeah. mean, you are um, a former police officer and detective. Do you have the support of the Madison Police Department in this race? I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, as far as the formal endorsement, I don't have that right now. Is that something you're seeking? I am seeking um, an endorsement from the Madison Police Department. I believe that we can support our police officers and getting them the tools that they need so they can be successful in our community and keeping our community safe. But I'm also a very, very much supportive of community-based approaches to violence in our community. And that's what I did as deputy mayor. That's what I did as a police officer. That's what I did as a school board president. And so I will continue to move that direction. And that's why the Office of Violence Prevention is so important because these uh, community-based violence um, intervention strategies need to all work together. 
it is about working tightly with our schools, working with our police department and our com- and having those community based intervention strategies. There's so much passion and thought. I know. I (laughs) I just want to take it in. I just want to take it in. You know, these mayoral races are more expensive than ever. Do you worry about the cost it takes to run for office? I do worry about that. I mean, I think, you know, that's why when I ran my school board race, I was the underdog the whole race. I ran against an incumbent. She was a really good incumbent. I just felt that there was a missing voice on the school board that I could fill. Uh, and so I was the underdog the whole time. And so I didn't raise as much. And so after um, I won that election, I started a group called Adelante. Adelante means forward. And uh, Adelante really was a political action group to help support people of color to run for political office, right? Recruit and train and provide support uh, for our communities of color because we know that people um, in our communities just don't have the financial ability and those connections and networks to raise money. And so we really wanted to be that. And so we have been successful for the last several years in getting people of color elected to the school board, to Dane County Board, to city council, I understand that challenge, and it's a challenge here in this race. I have not raised as much as the incumbent, but I have the experience. You know, when growing up here, I grew up in Kennedy Heights, and, you know, I spent a lot of time at Darbo, Marquette Street, on the, you know, east side of Madison. And, you know, when we were kids, we would run from police. And, you know, we were scared of the police. That's why I got into law enforcement, because I wanted to be that change. I wanted to build trust and relationships with our communities of color. And so as soon as I jumped in and I got hired with the police department, I started a group called Amigos in Azul, Friends in Blue, to build trust and relationships with our Latino community. And that was because of my lived experience. And that's why it's so important when you're implementing policy, when you're leading a city government operations and leading a community, that you really have somebody who has lived experience because that you move with a sense of urgency, you lead differently. Even while as a deputy mayor, I led the racial equity uh, social justice team. And so we, um, we, everybody got trained within the city around microaggressions and, and making it really an inclusive environment for all people within city government and looked at our operations and set up a tool that uh, managers would use to uh, ask specific questions uh, to ensure that we're not having unintended consequences with the policies that we were implementing. That's huge. And I heard some of the things that you shared about where you grew up here in Madison and the places you go to. Here's a, a moment for fun. We got to have a little fun in the conversation, too, which I think we have had some fun. Um, but what is your favorite or what is one of your favorite things to do in Madison for fun? Um, so I love Dane dances in the summer. Um, yes. Have you ever What's been, that? Bianca? I, okay, I so, don't know why I haven't, but oh I my love goodness, dancing. You, this <laughs> summer, you have to go. It's, it's a city partnership with an organization that does these dances in the month of August. And they bring all these bands. But what's really uh, important is that it brings people of color downtown. Because you get, you know, salsa bands, you get R&B bands, you get, you know, and it's outside at the Menorah Terrace. And it's a wonderful place to to be in community. And because I grew up here, I, I run into 
old high school friends, um, you know, old college friends. And so it really is a community event. That is really one I want to invest in as mayor is really look at our entertainment and our arts to ensure that uh, we are bringing people of color downtown to add to the flavor uh, of of downtown. And so, yes, uh, Madison is a fun place to, to be and being around diverse communities is what I thrive on. Gloria, thank you so, so much for joining us on CityCast Madison. Great. Thank you so much, Bianca. Gloria Reyes is running for mayor of Madison. The election is Tuesday, April 4th. You can also catch our interview with current mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway on our podcast feed. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Don't these sunny days always feel like spring's just around the corner? Well, if you're itching to start your garden and that itch isn't just an early run-in with a stinging nettle, har har har, you can get free seeds at the Madison Public Library. They're available at the Goodman South Branch, the Lakeview Branch on the north side, Penny Library on the east side, and the Sequoia and Meadow Ridge branches on the west side. God, I love stinging nettles. Total side note, but one of the first green plants to return after winter. Really good on your tea, too. And hey, here's a little trivia. The Madison Fire Department has been around since the 1860s. If you had to guess, what year was it when they got their first female firefighter? Come on, give her a guess. It was more than a century later. The first eight women graduated the Madison Fire Recruit Academy in 1980, and there's a new documentary that tells their story. It's called In Her Boots, and it's premiering at Madison College tomorrow night in honor of International Women's Day. Who runs the world? That's Wednesday, March 8th. We'll throw a link in the show notes with the deets. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell... Someone who loves dancing to the beats at Dane Dances about us. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, may the force be with you.